Hello, this is Leslie Lello, and you are listening to my podcast. Hello there, everyone. Today is going to be a talk about building equipment. Building equipment. If you don't have it, you don't feel like ordering it or it's too expensive, building equipment. So I believe I have mentioned that recently I was working with a group that wanted a video last spring to be shot live. And when everything stopped because of the quarantines and uh, COVID pandemic, I, we didn't do anything for a while with that project. That was okay, because what they wanted me to be promoting with this video or, or build for them to promote with this video was something that had stopped. So it was, uh, on their end, not something they needed to promote right now or back in spring. So when we started talking about it last September, it shifted into an animation project, and that's fine. And I had luckily on hand, first of all, I had done a lot of animation. I have a background in that. And so I was able to know that I could get that done and really just had to figure out what program I wanted to use and how we could shift it so that it made sense as a an animated program rather than a live shot program because it was going to originally have testimonials about their service and other things that would have made sense but didn't make sense as a and it would have made sense as a live action shoot but not as an animated project but we managed to get through that and that was fine and I ended up doing the work at home and that was fine but what was interesting is I was glad that from my production work that I do, I had already purchased a lot of microphones and that was helpful because when we were deciding who would do the voiceover, originally we had decided after I wrote the script that we would have the people who were involved in the project, not me as the creator of the video, but those who are on site helping people to do voiceover. That idea got nixed for a couple of reasons. On my end, I was thinking, how well are they going to record the voiceover and how well, in in a technical sense, how well is that going to come out? Do they have, you know, kids that are maybe noisy or a dog or do they have even a space where they could insulate it a bit so that the sound is crisper and also there's an acting element to it, and I'm going to admit that I'm still always improving my ability to act on a microphone, but I at least have done it many times, starting, I would say, back in 2008 when I was doing news and I had to do a voiceover sometimes for my packages, and I realized really quickly that there is definitely an art to it that I did not know. I just thought I would just talk right through it. And then when I animated my first movie, I was thinking, okay, nope, I got this. 
I understand. And so after that, I understand that there is a little bit of oomph that has to go with a voiceover. And I've never been formally trained, but I have gotten better. And so with with that, if I hand a microphone to someone and say, hey, you're, I'm going to make up a name, you're Dolores. Dolores, I need you to do this voiceover because Dolores, you're the person working with the people. And But they have no, Dolores has no experience doing a voiceover, even though she's a very friendly person, she might not be able to convey that friendliness on a microphone. So it's really important that uh, that either be directed, but I wouldn't be in the room with her doing this because of the COVID lockdowns. And I would be like handing over my equipment most likely. So she would have to figure out all that and I'd have to know her system. And it just became very complicated. So we could have also hired out, a, well, so we nixed that. The other choice was to hire out a professional voiceover person, and I put that up to my clients, and they said, nah, because I had already created a dummy audio for the animation I was doing just so that I could do what's called an animatic, which would allow me to at least get a sense of what the what the different shots were throughout the animation. So... That was interesting uh, that I ended up doing that, but uh, I ended up, they said, we like what you're doing, just keep going. So I made a CRISPR recording, but as I was working on that, I realized that I had, my first recording, I had not really focused on making the recording as high quality as it could be. And so the issue I ran into was while my microphones were good, they weren't great. And I didn't want to reorder a mic because literally, I if I were going to... How can I put this? So if I were going to uh, go on set and the level of project warranted me to get a good microphone, I rent them or I hire someone to use that. I am not an audio person. I know that I know you can go so deep with audio when you start going into the mathematics and the waves and then canceling out sound and just there's so it's very interesting but very complicated and I know what I need to know to get stuff done in a very good fashion but I'm not that's not my uh, one of my fortes so or even one of the things that I've done a deep 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 dive on so I have the mics I need for the level of understanding that I have. And this is going to be a very basic thing, though, that I need. I'm talking on my shotgun mic right now, which doesn't plug in to my computer. And I so I'm using my cell phone to record this because it does plug into my cell phone and plugs into my camera. And so I could have recorded it into my camera, but I had some other options. I had a basically a stage mic that I had, and it's a terrible mic. I mean, the ratings on this are like so bad, but I bought it literally 25 years ago when I was just starting to play guitar. And I'm like, I need a microphone. I got an amp. And so I did that. And there have been videos made about how bad this microphone is. I don't think it's as bad as people are are saying but again the audio people who are making these videos are like this is the worst mic ever so okay I wasn't going to use that one but I have a blue snowball and that's an interesting one because that one 
I think has a fantastic recording quality. Again, there are better mics, and I got that one for just doing little videos for clients when they don't know how to do something on the computer, and I can be like, or how to do an equipment thing or, or whatever. I can make a little explainer video, but I never actually polished it that much, and then I realized as my ear has gotten a little better that there are things called pops. And so while I was making this, and honestly, my client wouldn't have probably detected the pops, the pop, sorry, <laughs> sorry for blowing your ears out with those pops. It was basically peas and, and weird um, B sounds that are breathy and poppy. And this mic that I'm recording on right now does have a little bit of protection for that and isn't great, great, but I do the best that I can to make it as clean as possible while also getting the podcast done because if I have to clean it up too much, it's not going to happen at this point because, again, welcome to my experiment. So this other mic does plug into my computer and I realized how bad it was and then I realized oh I gotta order uh, what's called a pop screen that attaches to it now if I were recording this as a as a video which I was considering because I have been looking at doing live broadcasts and Q&A so I might just show this in another video as like a short I don't know YouTube thing uh, not YouTube, maybe YouTube, but uh, maybe on, on the Facebook group that I conduct um, that's connected with, you know, the course, but it's it's more of an open group because I want people to network together. But anyway, that is something I I created. I didn't have a pop screen, and granted, they're like 10 bucks, so I ordered it, but it was taking a while, and I didn't want to hold up the project for that, so I tried to figure out what do I have that resembles that. How can I put that together? And so luckily, I am a, I do uh, canning and pickling, and I have so many mason jars. I drink out of my uh, redneck uh, drinking glass, which is basically a mason jar, and I love it. And I actually have a specialized top for it that allows me to like seal it up and bring it places too, and it doesn't leak. But I digress. I have a lot of canning jars. I just put it down. That was the noise. I have a lot of canning jars, and those lids are circular. And they have, like, there's usually a lid, and then there's a rim. And the rim has, you know, is empty in the center. And so I also have pantyhose from, like, 10 years ago. I never wear pantyhose anymore, but I have them. So I managed to take that, and I put a rubber band on it. And then, uh, so the the pantyhose were covering that center part uh, of the rim. So it was went around the rim and then I held it with a rubber band. So it made a makeshift uh, microphone pop filter. I realized later I also have those needle point, those circular needle point things and that would have even been better because they're even bigger. But the point of this story is I was able to find things in my home on the fly that allowed me to get the effect that I wanted and fulfill the need that I had in a production sense to get things done and keep things moving. A few days later, my pop filter arrived and I attached it to my mic and I did a comparison and they both sounded, my little makeshift one out of my mason jar rim was 
fine and just as good as the one I ordered online. I probably will keep using the one I ordered online because it's bigger and also because it just attaches to the microphone stand that I have, but it was a good workaround for what I needed to get it done. And so the point of this, the takeaway here, the point of this uh, podcast is to, today, is to emphasize that if you have a shot you want to get, especially right now when we are staying home a lot or maybe shipping is slower, you can look at the things around your house and see what you can use uh, that will be a good substitute for that and get the effect you want. Classic uh, examples of this that everybody uses are, you know, people who need to get, and you don't need to do this anymore because there's actually inexpensive equipment, but before there was inexpensive equipment on the internet, people who wanted things like dolly shots would put someone in a wheelchair and have that shot be nice and smooth across, uh, you know, while in a, while sitting in a, sorry, I'm not describing this well. So basically the camera person would be in a wheelchair and they'd push the wheelchair uh, to get that effect of a dolly shot. Uh, a dolly shot being a moving shot that should be smooth. But now there's like gliders and things, so you don't really need to even do that. And they're inexpensive, actually. But again, do you want to own it? Do you want to have to rent it? Or can you just do it with something in your house? Some people use skateboards. Some people use... There's all kinds of possibilities for that. And I just wanted to, again, open your mind a little bit. I feel like I've been... Uh, trying to come up with creative situations for this whole at-home situation that we're in right now. And you can continue your creative process and however that feels good to you and know that there are workarounds for everything. If there's anything I've learned in the many, 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 many years that I have been making movies, it is there is a workaround for everything. Some of them are not as good, but the important thing is getting it done as best it can be that it at least fits and looks good with whatever project you're working on. And I have to say that creating this homemade pop filter was a fantastic workaround because it worked, it was cheap, it was on hand, and it the cost to it was creativity. Yay! <laughs> and on that, I think I'm done talking to her today. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, this is Leslie Lello, and if you enjoyed this podcast, you can find out more and find more podcasts at howtoproducemovies.com forward slash podcasts. That's howtoproducemovies.com forward slash podcasts.